0: Welcome to The Daily with Haley. Of course, I'm your host, Haley, and I look forward to you tuning in today to get your daily dose of encouragement. Hi, friends. I hope you guys are doing good today. I am so excited to have Albert here today, pastor over at Motion Church. I know you guys have heard us talking about him. (laughs) I know you guys have heard us talking about him on the show. He is seriously awesome. Um, And we are just so blessed to have him a part of this community. And God really laid a kind of a tough question on my heart. And I said, all right, Lord, let's delegate that. <laughs> so I said, who do we call? And of course he said, you call Albert. Why are you
1: giving me all the tough questions?
0: I know, I know. So so I had to do it. So friends, today we're going to talk about um, what do you do when when God doesn't answer your prayer or God doesn't answer your miracle? Um, you know, as you've been listening to this series, we've had a lot of people come share their testimonies and Share how good God's been. And so if you're in that season of your life where you're questioning that, like you're like, I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying, but God's not answering. What do you do? What do you do, Albert?
1: I I love that question. Um, Because as I was thinking about that, it's easy. I will not say it's easy, but yeah, it it is. I I will say that. It's easy to praise God when God says yes. Right. Um, It's easy to praise God when God shows up, whatever it takes um, 24 hours, whether it takes a week. And even if it takes a month, it's easy to praise God then. But how do you praise God when he says no? Right. Or how do you praise God when he says not yet? You know what I'm saying? So I thought it was a powerful question. And dealing with our ministry of the last, going on five years now, it'd be five years in November. Um, I have definitely experienced all those answers. (laughs) I can imagine. I have definitely experienced all those answers. And even with life, but I can just really... Think about all those answers right here lately, just Mm -hmm. dealing with some things. I remember when we was um, still meeting at Pamlico High School and um, we saw I think it was 30 acres of land, might have been 20 acres. I think it was 20 acres of land. Um, And we was like really pushing, trying to get these 20 acres Mm -hmm. of land. And um, the day before we got to the siding table to buy these 20 acres of land, the lady called me and she was like, I just don't think I'm going to go through with this, you know. (laughs) And I'm, I was, you know, I was not happy. I'm not going to lie to you, you know. Of course. It wasn't, God, I thank you, Lord, for that. No, you know, it, it, that was not the case because I already told the congregation about it. We had like a vision Sunday and we was all excited. We had buy-in, people was ready to rock and roll. And then um, all of a sudden I felt like the door just closed and yeah. I her face, you know. Um, so I got back and followed with her and blah, 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 you know. And she was like, no, just don't feel comfortable. I just feel like this is not something we need to do. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, so we kept pushing that door, you know, um, and then that door never opened back up. And then we were trying to move by the CVS and by mm-hmm. behind McDonald's and all of that stuff. And I just kind of, I kind of felt like it was still like, no, 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 no. We kept running into brick walls, mm-hmm. you know, and we kept just, everything just started slowing down. And you know, we were rebuking the devil. We were praying, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah, all the things, all the yep, things.
1: Yep, yep. And oh, then, you then you kind of get to a place where you realize as much faith is in the room as like one of the songs say. As much faith is in the room, as much prayer, fasting, um, wisdom and counsel is going into this. Maybe it's not the enemy. Maybe God is telling us no. Mm. So I think the the, the main thing I want to say is when God says no, it's because He has a greater yes. Mm. When God says no, it's because He has a greater yes. So eventually. I think God allows you to get tired, Mm. and I think sometimes God allows you to stop trying to do it in your own strength, and then you sit back and you say, okay, God, what do you have for us? Because I do believe there has to be a greater yes. So in between that greater yes, you have to learn how to praise him in the hallway. Mm, That's good. You have to learn how to praise him in the hallway. The hallway is tough. You know, I'm reading a book by Jensen Franklin, and he says, it's always hell in the hallway.
0: Mm, That's good. That's (laughs) good.
1: So, but a hallway also represents transition. So you leave one room, you go to another room, but there's always hell in the hallway, you know, and that's kind of what we experienced. So we was now in transition and we excited, but we didn't really know what was happening. But I knew there was a greater yes on the other side. Um, So now I have I learned to praise God when he said not yet. I learned how to praise God when he told us no to the 20 acres. I learned how to praise God when he told us no to the CVS, you know. Um, and all of that stuff we was trying to do. So I learned how to praise God. Now, I want to be honest. My first response was not praise. Of
0: yeah, of course. My
1: first response was rage. My first response was why, you know? And then I learned how to, you know, Psalm chapter 46, verse 10, um, be still mm-hmm. so that God can move, you know? Um, and that's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, be still and know that I'm God. But then I, I started recording a message that said, be still so God can move. Mm-hmm. So when me and Ruben recorded that like two or three years ago, it wasn't just a teaching for me or a brief word of inspiration. I was te- I was talking from personal experience. Mm-hmm. I was talking from literally where we were, because God was like, if you would just be still, I can move. But you're trying to do everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, and everything. So this whole thing about faith in the middle, faith in the hallway. You have to definitely learn how to praise God in the hallway. Yes. You know, um, you have to trust that there's a greater yes when God says no, or when God says not yet. So, where, where, what's the greater yes? What you know? What was the greater yes? Maybe, maybe you don't know the story, but real quick, then COVID shows up.
0: Oh yeah, wonderful time. <laughs>
1: so now we get kicked out of the Pamlico out of Pamlico High School. So we, you know, the church is homeless per se. You know, no no disrespect towards the Pamlico, uh um, administration, but all the schools shut down right, across right. all the counties. Nobody knew what was going on, and I'm like, Lord, I know we recorded stuff talking about be still so that God can move. If you want to move, this is a really good time to move because <laughs> we are literally spiritually hopeless. I, I know we are the church. I get all that, but it's nothing like gathering as iron shrapens right. iron. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. So make a real long story short. One day, um, we had we got a phone call from Miss Sheila Parrott. Um, did not know her at the time. I did not know that it was Ryan's mom. I did not. I just didn't understand.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know the connection. I. I didn't, I didn't know. You know, maybe if I heard it, it, just I didn't know. It was just so much going on at that time. Of course, yeah. Oh, and that's when she was letting me know that I believe that it was our uh, faith assemblies of God. almost um, was looking to um to reposition themselves and wanted to talk about oh, some type of um um, uh, um partnership merge, really whatever you want to call it. You yeah. know, um, and she was like, "Are well, y'all into? Would y'all be interested in our church? Interested in our property?" Nine point two acres of land, and it sits hundred and I don't know seventy five people. I forgot the actual number. You know, whatever the case may be. And remind you, we're homeless. You know, spiritually homeless. Yeah. Remind yeah. you, we thought we was gonna build on twenty acres, but that that was a no. We thought that we was gonna um um convert the CVS to a church, but that was a no. So we was waiting on a greater yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Now in my mind, I'm like 9.2, 9.1 acres of land. Uh, a church that's already established and all that stuff. You're talking. Eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars, stuff like that, you know. Um we we received nine point one acres of land and that church facility for less than two hundred thousand dollars.
0: That's such a bad and then
1: thing. Then she connected me to somebody that turned around and owned and financed everything for us. And God said, When I finally, you know, got quiet, see, <laughs> I told you I had a greater yes for you. Okay. So how do we handle the no's? How do we handle the yeses? I mean, how do we handle the not yet's? You have to believe with tears in your eyes, with questions in your heart. You still have to believe that on the other side of this, I do believe that there is a greater yes. You know, I do believe that there's a greater opportunity on the other side of this. Now, as I look back over my shoulder, two things about those other two um, situations, I had no idea what it would have took to get that that land prepared to build and, and to do all those things right. for a church that was only like maybe 15 months old at the time, that financial burden would have been very, very stressful always right. during that time. Um, so I now I see why God touched that lady's heart and told her no, because I was mad. I was trying to kick yeah. that door down.
0: <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know? right.
1: Um. So I now <laughs> I look back, I'm like, okay, wow, that would have been way too much for such a young, 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 young yeah. church, okay? Um. And then the CVS, look at our church now. We're doing three services. The CVS was too small. right? And God was like, you have no idea where I'm trying to take you at. You know, so one place would have been way out of our price range. It's just so much with um, permits and building plan. It's a lot, you know, now I, now we understand that now. But right, right. I didn't know anything about that now uh, back then. So I see why God said no. And like I said, it really wasn't even a no. It was more like a not yet. That's not the location.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Um. So. When you find yourself in the middle of the hallway, when you find yourself in the middle of transition, you have to believe that God has a greater yes on the other side of the no or on the other side of the not yet, you know? Um, And then praise him in the hallway. Think about all the times that God made a way out of nowhere. Think about all the things that God has already done in your life while you wait for God to move, you know? Um,
0: And that's really good because I feel like in my life too and um this past sunday that message was just phenomenal i feel like in my life especially the enemy is so good about in those moments like those weak moments where we are questioning everything that's when he really likes to sit in and bring the doubt in and i feel like for me it's almost almost hard to remember all the good that god's done you know yeah. and so it's it's really i think it's a very good reminder to encourage ourselves to remember that god has done such absolutely. great things before. And absolutely. I mean, I'm in that season of my life now, you know, where I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm remaining faithful where I am, but I thought I would be here by now, or I thought I would be doing this right now. And absolutely I feel like I and so this is I know feeding my heart too because I'm often finding myself in the season of waiting. Mm-hmm. Right now I am in a season of a season of waiting. Mm-hmm. And it's so important, like you said, to in, in the hallway, it's a transition. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very reassuring for myself to know, That's good. you know, that God is equipping us for what's ahead. That's so bad. he, <laughs> you know, like if he knows what lies ahead. And so mm-hmm. if, if we would have already took the leap, we probably would have crashed and burned. Oh, yeah, bad. <laughs> it would have been bad because he's like, you're trying to go 10 steps ahead, yep. but you're not ready Didn't, for that yet. You are not ready for that yet. And it's so hard sometimes because we're like, okay, Lord, if you're like me, anybody who knows me, I'm like a go-go gadget. And so I'm like ready to go. Like sometimes I found myself when God gives me a vision, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm putting my pants on. Like, let's go. And God's like, wait a minute. I gave you a vision.
1: That's good what you're saying. Yeah.
0: I I gave you a vision, but hold it.
1: Yeah. Hold it. Well, and now what you're saying is rich because... I'm the same way. I'm an action guy. I'm like, we're gonna take the mountain. Let's go, motion church. Yeah. But I have learned, and I'm, I'm, I have not arrived because you never arrive. So, but I have learned in these last five years, it takes more faith to wait Mm. than to go.
0: That's so good.
1: (laughs) Because, like, like I said, going, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of wired that way. But I have learned for me personally, it takes. Everybody's different. You know, for some people, they might need their faith to jump off the boat. I'm always the, like, God, I'm about the jump. You better me catch, catch me if this ain't you. That's just me, you know. <laughs> but it right. takes more faith when God says, wait. Yes. It takes mm. more faith when God says, stay right where you are. Yes. So you, you say it's another powerful word. So while you're in the wait, while you're in the not yet, you know, while you're waiting for the greater thing, there's two things we need to do. We must learn how to praise and we must learn how to prepare. Okay, (laughs) that's Um, two P's. You know, I like always try to do things that kind of, you know, (laughs) yeah, try to. So the first thing we got to do is praise God. That's right. And in Acts chapter sixteen, right around about verse twenty-five, Paul and Silas had a a tough (laughs) note. They had a tough redirecting. They Mm -hmm. had a very tough course that changed their whole direction. But how was their response in the midnight hour? The Bible was clear that after being beaten, after being falsely accused, after being redirected, after being held up, whatever you want to call it. The Bible says in the midnight hour they were found praying mm. and praising God. That's you know? so powerful. So while I'm in the middle of the hallway of transition, I need to be found waiting, praising God, mm-hmm. okay? Um and now you heard this said before, but the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not it has not even entered into the heart of man, watch this part, the things that God has prepared.
0: Mm, that's so good. It's
1: already prepared. So I, I have to learn how to take a deep breath and say, Lord, I know the blessing and the next chapter for my personal life and for our church and everything else. It's already prepared, mm-hmm. but I got to be honest. I'm not. So that's I, so I good. And that the whole, I need to praise God for all that he has already done. Praise God for who he is. But I need to also have an honest self-evaluation. Maybe I'm not prepared like I think I am. Okay. So now I begin to prepare for the promise, prepare for the promise, because the blessings already prepared, but I'm not. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I remember when I was working at South Ted Plastics, I worked out there for over a decade, and, you know, I was literally, I have literally like 15 journals full of sermons, scriptures, literally, like I am nice. still I still have them, you know, and I knew I was called to preach October 16, 2005, I, I did my first message. Um, big shout out to Pastor Jeff Smith, True Vibe Ministries. I was there for like five years, learning a lot. Um, and I knew I, I and mean, he w- he he was the first one. You know, of yeah. course, my parents, but he was the first one. Like, man, God is going to use you tremendously. You're going to do this. And you're going to do that. You know. Now he was in a store fort, a storefront church at the time, and um, and I'm working at South Tip Plastic, so it, I wasn't around big ministries. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So
1: I'm like, where? I'm like, when? You know, I'm like, what? I'm on this forklift in this warehouse. I praise God for my job, but I got this stirring on the inside. I know there's so much more. And then I'm telling you, it began to hit me, prepare for what's already prepared. Mm. Now, that preparation season was not a short season. Right. It was a decade plus. So I started, you know, little by little as I prepared more and I started, because I started either you're going to complain or you're going to prepare. <laughs>
0: That's right. Nice. It's yeah. so true.
1: Either you're going to complain and God will this and, you know, or you're going to prepare for where you believe God is taking you. And uh, it took time. But as I began to prepare for the blessing and prepare for the ministry, little by little, God began to open up doors. Do we believe that God sees us? Do we believe that he's the God that sees? Do we believe that he's the God that hears? Do we believe that he's the God that knows? Isn't that what he told Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7? He says, I heard the cry of my people. i seen their burdens. I know what they're going through. But do I believe that for me? <laughs> so right. when God That's says no, or when God says not yet, it's also a matter of faith, believing that he does see me, that he does hear me, that he knows what I'm going through. And I also have to believe that he knows what's best for me. That's and right. I don't know what's best for myself.
0: That's sweet. That's
1: right. Isaiah chapter fifty-five, verse eight, right, right around my verse eight. My, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are so much higher than your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? So we just have to believe, and we just have to praise Him in the hallway, and we have to prepare in the hallway when you find yourself in transition. Um, don't waste that time. Preparation time is never wasted time. Um, I'm gonna drop this on you then I want to jump in. Um, I, this is something that I'm just I'm trying to give practical things that I literally lived by for yeah. a decade. Yeah. Um, I call them the RPMs of life. You might have heard me mention it before. Revelation, preparation, manifestation.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> the first are revelation. Let's talk about that. I had the revelation that I was called. Mm-hmm. I had the revelation that he wants me to write books in it. I saw myself every now and then preaching on different places. I saw that. So I had a revelation. OK, the problem is all of us struggle with this. We want to jump from revelation to manifestation. No preparation.
0: Well, Albert, don't call me out like that, okay?
1: That's called overnight. See, overnight success is usually over the next night because you're not prepared for. It. Mm. So he has to prepare us. Once you receive the revelation, then you got to go through a season of preparation. Okay. And then after you go through preparation, you will. Um, there will become there will come the manifestation. In Luke chapter one, verse eighty, it says that John the Baptist was in a um, secluded place until the time came for him to be re- um, revealed to the public. What was he doing? He was preparing himself. Mm. He was being prepared, you know. So there's little glimpses in the Bible about, about preparation, you know, Jesus, you know, for 12 years and all, really 30 years, you know. But what was he doing? He was preparing. He was preparing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like he wasn't just twiddling his thumbs around, God, what's going on? No, He was preparing himself for the call. John the Baptist was preparing himself for the call. Preparation time is never wasted time. So when God says no, when God says not yet, I have to learn how to praise him in the hallway. But I also must learn how to prepare myself for what I believe God has already prepared.
0: Yes. And that's so vital. And there's a a couple of things that really stuck out to me. And the first thing being one thing that you you told me a while back, and it is just it's stuck with me, is that even in those in when we're in that revelation is that we need to remain faithful where we are,
1: because
0: I find myself some days, you know, like I'm feeling like overwhelmed and God's like, remain faithful where you are, Mm -hmm. what you're doing right now. Again, it all goes back to God preparing us. He's like, I'm preparing you. So you need to remain faithful to where you are. And that is just a piece that I will never forget that you shared with Mm -hmm. me. And another thing was, is that when you were talking about, um, you know, patience and other people and and everything, I found that I am personally guilty Mm -hmm. of praying for other people helping other people through seasons and mm-hmm. helping other people when they're in these moments, you know, I'm really great about coming alongside them and, yeah, sure. you know, you there us, you know, like helping them, give them patience, yeah. you know, reassuring them that God's got a call reassuring them. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that for myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm almost certain that there is other people who are in that same place where it's so easy to give and give and give that, to other people, pour into other people. And then we're like, but we don't believe it for ourselves. Yeah, We're true. like, okay, God's got all this, yeah. these big plans and these big things for other people, but he doesn't have those for me. That's right. And I just, that really resonated with me in my heart when you were saying all of that, because it really goes back to believing mm-hmm. that God does have bigger things for us. And until we believe that, we can't prepare for it. That's right. Uh, you know, we can say all day long, God, I know you've called me to do such and such. But if we don't truly believe that in our heart that he's called us for it, he can't prepare us for it. That's right. And so that was just a big thing that kind of stuck out, so stuck out to me.
1: Yeah. Like if I, if I, be- if I really believe this, I'm going to prepare for this. Right. So like right now, my mindset is, you know, God has blessed us tremendously. So now I'm preparing my mind, my body. I'm preparing physically, emotionally, every way possible for our new building that we bought the transition to 26,000 square feet. That's a yeah. whole nother testimony, you know, it's a yeah. set for another podcast, you know, yeah. but like part three, but as I think about where we're heading and you know, I think about this, how I've been preaching lately, I need to be better prepared. Like I said, spiritually, physically, every in every way aspect and every aspect possible. Cause I just believe that God's doing something. So since I believe that I need my actions to back up with what I believe, mm-hmm. you know, so that's this, this what faith is. It- yeah,
0: and that's a, that's a sugar point, too, because you say in the actions to back up what we believe because it goes with the same thing. Even if we don't fully believe it, we're not going to practice what we preach, so to speak. And so that's vital when we actually back up what we believe. Because, I mean, truthfully, we can believe it. Right. But we can also believe it and sit back. That's right. But I also feel like sometimes, too, I've been in a season where I do believe it, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. to prepare. I'm just sitting there. And it's almost like, and it goes hand in hand with this because, you know, God's saying no. and I, But I'm really just, I'm just sitting. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you like, something. I'm, I'm asking God mm-hmm. why he's saying no, but I'm not doing anything. Yes. I'm not taking the next step. That's right. But I found when I began to say, okay, Lord, right. I'm going to actually do something. You're right. Instead of just asking you why, 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 I'm actually need to get up and do something. And I've totally found myself yeah. there. So, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. so guilty. Of and
1: that's, that. what I, that's what I mean when I say preparation time. Yeah. It's never a wasted time. No. I went to Zimbabwe, Africa in 2006. Mm-hmm. We went to a very small village. It was like five hours away from Zimbabwe. They call it the bush. This entire village was blind. Due to malaria, just, um, drinking water and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, stuff that was in the water, so then the entire village was blind, but their faith was great. Um,
0: so we went. And, we went That's and, powerful, right there.
1: It was. It was powerful. They, 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 yeah, it was just powerful. So, um, we went to go visit them because our um our leader, Bishop Dunmore, told us about them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we was talking to them, and you know, I w- I went Pastor Jess Smith, my pastor at that time, and then uh, we were like, what's that over there? And it was like, um, those are bricks. And we we're like bricks. They said he they said, yeah, God told us some Americans was coming and was gonna help us build our church. So we prepared by go ahead and making bricks. They they made bricks. Oh my gosh. Blind people. And so I was just in the corner, like, hey. that's crazy. Crazy faith. There you go. I mean, really? And I'm like, wow. Because the whole purpose was to go find villages and find people to help them. So but look at that. Look at their principle, though. They did what they could. And then they waited.
0: That I think that's 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 a mic drop right there, Albert. I mean, really
1: do what you can and wait. Yes. Uh, and, And so that was just faith with actions and they did what they could. My gosh. And they waited. And I don't know how long they had to wait, but they did what they could. They did not waste time. They prepared You know, preparation time is never wasted time. So I don't know who we're talking to. I don't know what you, maybe you need to start just by journaling. Um, Maybe you need to start by the Habakkuk uh, chapter two says, write the vision and make it plain. Mm-hmm. You know, I have done that several times. Just You know, write the vision, make it up, make it right and make it plain. Vision boards, you just did it like a month ago. You know, those are all steps that you can do until God gives you your next step, you know. um, So do what you can while you wait on God to do what only he can.
0: That's good. That's good. <laughs> I think that I think we should end on that note, Albert. God bless y'all. Yes. That that's such a good practical note, guys. I mean, seriously, do what you can. God does not God is not gonna call us and give us this huge vision and then expect us to do things that we cannot do.
1: So let's recap it. Do what you can while you wait on God to do what he can. What can you do? You can praise. Right. You can prepare and you can remember all that God has done. Yes. You can praise, you can prepare, and you can remember all that God has done. I think it's Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21, right around there. It says, this I recall to my mind, and therefore I have hope. Don't allow the devil to give you spiritual amnesia. Don't allow the enemy to give you spiritual amnesia. Recall to your mind all that God has done. You do what you can, and then you wait on God to do what only he can do. What, do you, what can you do? You can praise, you can prepare, and you can remember and praise God for all that he has done.
0: Yes, friends. That is so good. Well, guys, you heard it. You got the steps. Let's put them into motion. So we love you guys so much, and we hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, friends. Peace. Peace.